नमस्ते वेलकम टू ऑर्जीज पॉडकास्ट मेरो नाम लोरिना हो म ऑर्जीज को फाउंडर हो अडकास्ट को बारे भूपर्दा दिस इज अ शो फॉर एंड अबाउट एल्डरली मेकर्स वेयर वी फीचर द अमेजिंग एंड एक्सट्रोर्डनरी लाइफ स्टोरीज अफ एल्डरली पीपल दैट कैन इंस्पायर एंड मोटिवेट द यंगर जेनरेशन्स यो पॉडकास्ट में हमी हमारा हजुर आमा हजुरबुआ ज्येष्ठ नागरिकसंगसों वहाँ का लाइफ स्टोरीज लाइफ स्टाइल पर्स्पेक्टिवस जीवन का रईला क्षण संघर्ष का कथा ये सब समेटे यहाँसम लियाने प्रयास कर यी कुछ सुनेर वी होप हमी सब कई जान्न सीक्न अन्स्पिशन बटुल सकता दिस पॉडकास्ट इज ब्रॉड टू यू बाई नेपास एन ऑडियो विजुअल कंपनी लोकेटेड इन तेबहाल न्यू रोड एंड ऑल आर पेट्रंस हु हेव कंट्रिब्यूटेड इन मेकिंग दिस हेपन If you too would like to be an Aji's patron and support our work please visit our patron page www.patreon.com/ajis p a t r e o n.com/ajis Aji's podcast ko yo episode ma we have 68 years old Shiro Muktan वहाँ को बारे छोटो परिचय दिखा शी इज लिव्ड एन एक्सट्रोर्डनरी लाइफ फुल अफ एडभेन्चर्स स्ट्रगल्स लॉट्स अफ ट्रावल्स एंड शी इज मेड सिग्निफिकेन्ट कंट्रिब्यूशन इन एजुकेशन सेक्टर शी इज ओल्सो एन अजीज मेकर वहाँ को ब्यूटिफुल मैक्रोमी प्लांट हैंगर्स डोई प्लांट हैंगर्स इन अजीज प्रडक्ट्स में किन्न सकूँ एंड शी इज ओल्सो एन ओथर अफ सीन इट अल डन इट अल हर्ड इट अल भाई इंट्रेस्टिंग एंड पावरफुल आर्टिकल अन अजीज ब्लग विच इज अबाउट वट इट मीन्स टू बी अ वुमेन दैट टू एन एल्डरली वुमेन So let's welcome Shiro Mukhtan. Shiro ji, welcome to Aji's podcast. Hello Lorena. Thank you for having me here. Thanks so much for being here. So um maybe Shiro ji just for the audience ko lagi tapaile afno parichay dinus na. Okay. Shiro Mukhtan, I'm 68 years old. I live in Kathmandu. And I'm a person I think I have with too many varied interests. So I don't know where to begin, but as we go along, I'll let um, we'll find out things about. Uh, maybe I'll find out things about myself also, <laughs> thanks to Lorena, who's been who's been pulling me out of uh, wherever I get into a state where I say, okay, I'm I'm going to be lazy now. She says, no, we need some more of the hangers. So there I am. Okay, Lorena's asked for it. I'm making it. and it's fun i love it i love it otherwise um i'm an ex teacher i won't say ex because i still teach uh i love to cook i love to bake i love plants anything i'm i'm at one with the universe chiruji you have so many interesting things about your life and i'm previously we've had so many conversations and all i'm going to shuru garnu jasto bhaira so but then i was thinking May, perhaps we could start about you as an independent woman you know uh, at 68 you're living on your own you know afay ekle bosnun so which is quite unique especially for nepali society so perhaps you could share a little bit about what's your life like as a independent uh, single elderly woman for those women who are who are afraid of being alone when they grow old believe me it's not bad It's not bad at all. In fact, it's beautiful. All your life you've been taking care of people, catering to their um their demands, cooking the type of food they like, feeding them at the correct time, 
when you live alone and then you see how it all changes. The freedom is amazing. The fact you own the day, you know you own the day, that is the most beautiful thing. You're not expecting somebody to come at a certain time so you have to be prepared for that person with food or with uh, just your your emotions. It's not there at all. It does. When you say you live alone, you know, normally people think of an old woman especially. It'll be a crotchety old woman with about 20 cats. Well, life's not <laughs> like that. It's a beautiful life. I wake up when I feel like I have my coffee, look at my plants, water it, talk to them, see who's doing well, who's not doing too well, check my Facebook, check my mail, maybe go to a little bit of YouTube. And when I feel, yeah, it's time for breakfast, I eat the breakfast I want. And then after breakfast, it's it's up to me what I do with the rest of the day. And it's great. So it's my life is good. I'm happy. And I think people who are living alone shouldn't be afraid. Enjoy it. Enjoy. So Shiroji, before you uh, started living alone, you've been living alone. You were with family. I have a big family, in fact. I'm a single mother or have been a single mother since I was 31 years old. I have five daughters. So six women in a house, it was quite crowded. So it hasn't been like this always. It's life has been, for me, life has been such an experience that um, sometimes I wonder, did it really happen to me? Did I really go through all that? That uh, it seems unreal at times, but then I know I did go through it. Was it hard? Of course it was hard. Did I wish it not to be that way? Yes, I wished it not to be that way. I wish it hadn't been that way. When you get married, you don't get married to become a single parent. But it, when it did happen, it's not a time to sit back and say, Oh, my life is over. By myself too, I'm a strong person. I do not accept defeat from anyone or anything. So when I became a single mother, it was a challenge. Okay, I've got to bring up my five daughters and I'm going to do it and to hell with the rest of the world. And that's what I did. So Shiroji, how did you manage uh, financially, socially, Pani? I was, I was in, in India. I was in Darjeeling. That's my hometown. And when I became a single mother, socially, I don't even know what that means because I don't care about society. Never cared what people cared or what said or thought. So for me, becoming a single mother that happened to me personally affected me personally. But what it did socially, I don't know. Till now, it's... I'd never, I've never thought of it or let it affect me. But it was difficult in the sense to look after, to bring up uh, children. So I, I did many things. It was never of, uh, you know, I'm defeated, I cannot do. It was, okay, to this today, the tomorrow, okay, what do I do? I mean, I taught. I was a teacher. I've been a teacher for a very, very long time. 
So I was still teaching when uh, I became a single mother. And then I used to bake. I used to love baking. And my baking satya like presents, uh, birthday gifts. Then someone told me, So I thought, yeah, why not? Ani, I took a little loan from my mother and um, set up an oven, a big oven. This was in my mother's house, her garden, actually. Anitya, I got some workers. Ani, I started the bakery. And then we, I was doing breads and buns and pastries and cakes and what have you. Because it was for me, opening the bakery was like my dream come true. That is what I wanted to do. I was a teacher. I loved teaching. But teaching wasn't the career I had ever imagined. In fact, um, when I was younger, when I was in college, you've heard everyone says, never say never. Believe me. Never say never. Because I said, I used to tell everyone, I will never get married, I will never have children, and I will never be a teacher. And I was all three. One after the other. So never say never. Ever. And while I was, while I, when I started the bakery, um, I had to, I carried on with my teaching too. I didn't leave that. So I was working almost 24 hours, but my my bakery did really, really well, I guess, because I was good. And um, I was, I was, you know, I wanted to try new things. So it wasn't just the the bread and the buns that were coming out. Every Christmas I had the Yule log and the Christmas cake. Then uh, Easter came and I had the Easter buns. And then I started getting a Big orders for cakes because I was doing sculpted cakes. I mean, I used to see shapes and I used to think, why can't I make that into a cake? I didn't know whether anyone was doing it because I lived in a small little town with hardly any connection to anybody. And the only magazine we used to get at that time, which I lived on and which was my, let's say, link to the cooking world and the fashion world and everything, was Femina. Believe me, Femina, um, Femina has been my loyal friend for a long, long time, since since the 60s, since I was in in school. So I had learned a lot. Now, when I started making the cakes, it was I was a bit um, worried at first. You know, how was I going to get the shapes? So I just took a slab of uh, cake, which I had baked. I didn't even have a stencil or anything, no measurements. I just thought in my mind, okay, this is what a guitar looks like. And I cut a guitar, then a, a car, a boat. And then gradually I went on to bigger things. Then I started making these round cakes with a full scenery on top. Sometimes it was, it was a summer scene, but mostly people like the winter scene because there used to be lots of ice, which was the cream and then the the fences and the little pond with the uh, the ducks and all you won't believe it but i would could ice a whole cake do all that in about 20 minutes a christmas cake would take about 10 minutes 
had become really good. So I became more ambitious and I started making bigger things. And one of my projects was a 10 kg train, a 10 kg train of the Darzlingwood train, the steam train. Engine, only two carriages, the full works. But it was an order. And then I was, because my house was on a hill, so you had to walk down a little bit to reach the main road. And I made about five people carry it in case they break it. And they'd bought a jeep, so they put it behind the jeep and took it. So I've made many, many, many cakes like that. And when I did, when I started my bakery, before my big oven was built, I was baking in the most prehistoric oven you have ever f- seen. At least I haven't seen that till now. It used to be a tin box, a big tin box, but it had the the temperature uh, on it, the knob on it. I don't know how that came there. And it belonged to my mother. I don't know where she got it from. And that had to, to heat the oven. I had to put it on top of the of the fire. And the fire then was, I am talking, I sound so prehistoric. But really, that was the time when we used coal for fuel. So it had to be the coal fire. Then sometimes the coal fire wasn't strong enough to heat the oven enough to bake the cake. So I used to build a fire of wood and uh, I used to put the the oven on ta- on that and but you will not believe the number of cakes cookies I have made in that oven I miss that oven I mean it's a sentimental <laughs> thing <laughs> where is that oven now do you still have I it? have no idea where it is I think it broke down it must have been overworked <laughs> So, Shiroji, um, it's interesting that you mentioned that you never really cared about what society thought and how society perceived you. How did you do that? Like, how if you ever were caught up in the social norms? I think I was a born rebel. Sometimes I like to feel good and say that about myself, <laughs> that I was a rebel. My mother was very the normal, you know, social person. And she had a society and she had a friends. And she used to say, And I used to say, even at that age, I used to say, and Because I was genuinely surprised. It should affect her. I mean, my mother was a single mother because my father died uh, very early also. So, but she was always so worried. Why did it bother her so much? And I think that kept on playing in me. You know, and then being a person like I was the type of person who would always do what I was told not to do. It was uh, sort of, I had to do it. That used to be. So I used to do that. And then when she's, 
this thing of mentally keep on so keep on so it was i think that just built up in me that i don't care mentally ji so ke bonus molaki ka to mentally ji bani me how does it affect me and i think it was because my mother saying it so often mentally keep on so that i got into this thing of i don't care mentally keep on so ji so ke bonus and that has been throughout my life i do not care what people say i have never cared about what people say and i still don't care about what people say and if people dislike me that's fine because i dislike so many people right na and if they don't like what i'm doing too bad for them because my little stop karne wai na i'll do what i feel is right and it might not logically be the right thing mudai na because i've made so many mistakes in my life who hasn't right na so i can't say that everything i did was the right thing but everything i did was in complete disregard of what manchele wants like for example uh since i was um, a mother of five children and going to you know marriages and weddings it was i was supposed to wear a sari why would i wear a sari when i'm not comfortable in it why has why is it anybody's problem what i wear as long as i'm decently dressed thankfully it's changed now but this what i'm talking about is maybe about uh, say 40 years ago or 30 years ago yeah about 40 years ago it was especially if it's a religious uh, ceremony then it has to be a sari why why i didn't understand where was the connection with the event and the sari is the sari our our dress is the sari our costume is it my costume am i comfortable in a sari and if i'm not comfortable then why would i wear it it's not that i don't like a sari i love sarees i and i love wearing sarees but any time the pressure on, is put on me that this is the dress code that is where it stops for me maybe if they said no sari then i would have worn a sari and gone <laughs> So Shiroji for a woman to be so rebellious you know um has there been any incidents in your life or people looking at you as a unsani woman who is a rebellious man it's positively they in the society so how has that affected you or has it not affected you you know in the beginning it was i got strange looks like i moved from india to nepal with my five children and that was the time i felt you know that women or people looked at me this i was new to this country i was there a single woman with uh, five small children and what was i doing without a husband and i was uh, behaving like a normal person i wasn't there with my head covered or and looking all sad and weeping and uh, asking for pity no i was there with the men doing what men did 
nobody really came up to me and uh, criticized me. But what happened was there were people who were women, curious women, who would come up to me and say, Tapaiko husband got that, sir. Tapaiko husband by the boss no one, sir. And I always said, China, Mira husband been China. Mira panzana tori, sir. Animotu, Mira husband China. And that was a very shocking thing for them. You could actually see the shock in their eyes. But slowly that question stopped. But then I started introducing myself wherever I went to say I'm so and so and I don't have a husband and I have five daughters. <laughs> Which actually and I loved seeing, you know, looking at the expression on their faces. And then the, most of them pretended not to hear me, but I felt good saying it. It is just, you know, and I don't know what was there to be ashamed. What is there to be ashamed of if you're a single, single woman, a single mother? I'm not a single woman, a single mother. Why was there a stigma attached to the fact that you don't have a man uh, who's escorting you or who is with you? Why should your life be incomplete if there is, if my children didn't have their father with them? It didn't make them any any lesser. It didn't make me any lesser. We, we were all good. We were fine. We didn't need the, the man to complete our lives. And no, no woman needs. I'm not against marriages and husbands and wives. No, 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 no. If those who have husbands, uh, those wives who have husbands, who care for them, who take care of the kids, you're very lucky. Cherish that. But for those who do not, whose marriages have ended, who have to be single mothers for many different reasons, believe me, there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong at all with you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just something that happened, like getting a pimple, which you don't want. So it's as simple as that. You work it out. Be brave. Beautifully said, Shiroji. Thank you so much for saying all this. It makes also uh, strength. Thank you so much. A lot of inspiration that we can take from you. So, um, Shiroji, Let's talk about the education sector contribution. So you've spent over three decades in education sector in India, so perhaps you could share a little bit about what that journey has been. I've uh, been teaching for a very long time. But like I said, when I was young, I said I'll never be a teacher. And I became a teacher. And I think teaching chose me instead of me choosing teaching. Because this happened just after I finished my uh, school. I was 16 years old. I'd just done my senior Cambridge examination in Darjeeling. And my grandmother and mother decided we'd come to Kathmandu for a holiday. My One of my aunt lives here. And uh, when we came here, my aunt had a friend who used to teach in St. Xavier's uh, school. And um, for some reason, she was ill or she had some problems, so she couldn't attend classes for a, about a month and she wanted a substitute. Otherwise, she wouldn't get the holiday. So my aunt said, 
you've studied in an English school your whole life. You've just finished your examinations. You go and teach. So I was very scared. But um, I went. Dorai Dorai Gwe. St. Xavier's School. I went inside. Class ma. Class 2. It was about class 1 or class 2. I went teaching the Sajulethya. So I guess that was when it happened. You know that the teacher in me must have come out then. <laughs> anyway, Parai uh, and very funny. Then lunch was uh, in the teacher's um, dining room. I'm the youngest. I've just come out of a school. Tepini convent where you are protected, where everything is, is so like proper. Everything has to be done proper. Then dining table na bose. The kana I still remember. There was rice too, uh, chicken curry too. And another other teachers very quite kindly they served for me. Ani, I put my uh, chicken like kanta like Chicken flew off the table, out of my plate, out of the table. <laughs> and one of the teachers says, "Oh, it's still alive." Tio just the embarrassing moment mere life ma goyle but then that was the that was the first time I taught when I was sixteen. This was college occupancy after I got married. Then I was in India. And uh, just like that I started teaching schools ma English teachers are always wanted. Only since I was an honors in English, only with education as my subject. So Ani, well, India ma Chandigarh, Delhi, tira ka 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 poron thale. This it came to wherever we travelled in in India, Assam, then Darjeeling, Sapoitira. It was porai. Um, but I found Malay. I found more uh, pleasure and more challenging to teach older children, high school students more than the younger ones. It's not that uh, it's easy. More the younger teachers, teachers who teach the younger classes, especially nursery uh, classes, more the teachers are like hats off. I would never be able to do that. How can you look after so many kids the whole day, the patience required, the energy required? Each thing has to be done for them. Teaching higher kids... You tell them this page, they know the page. You don't have to sharpen pencils for them. You don't have to open their exercise for them. You don't have to hold their hands and make them write. That's why I found teaching older kids was so much easier. And, and they are more responsive. And that was, for me, is very important. I have to have a responsive class. 
Then when I came to Nepal and I started uh, teaching, all that was uh, was gone over here. I mean, uh, I taught for one year. It was a junior school. The education system, that system was so wrong in my eyes. Practice It wasn't that. The children weren't being taught. Education is something different. Education is not memorizing. After that, I will freelanced and then I started my own O level classes. The O-level classes Surugardahiri in my own house in one room with eleven students. I did not know what I was doing. I knew the syllabus because Sine Cambridge Mailikareko, the syllabus that I taught in India is a syllabus which is adapted from the Sine Cambridge. ICSE. This is the same same syllabus. So I was familiar with the syllabus. I knew how it had to be taught. But what was I doing in a strange country going against the the sister education system and teaching teaching a new system altogether, syllabus. Surumata, it was just in the house. It was a private thing. Ani next day they the students body. So I had to register my classes and I needed a bigger place I needed to register Ani, I was still not familiar with Nepal and the bureaucracy here so Titibela Nepal my A levels O levels I forget you yeah this was in the late 1980s uh Boranil Kanta school did have O levels and A levels Arukathena Tara Senzavia's go permission thiu I got information that I could start the classes, the O-level classes. Ani examination say since a Cambridge University le Saint Xavier's like permission the dirahaikatyo, but they didn't do it. Ani unar sanga examination say diaunu saksabanera. So that's what I did. And Surumata, there were not too many students also. Uh, 11th year, maybe 20. This was he, uh, it was okay. Sinzavias uh, ma. Then Sinzavias, the principal Sinzavias, uh, I rem- I forget who he was. After a couple of years, two, three exams, I think, he told me that he's leaving and there's another principal coming who might or might not allow me to you know, hold the, have the examinations in St. Xavier's as the examination center. So I had to look for another place. Now, I was working with British Council, but British Council was only catering to a couple of students or three, four students. They didn't have a, a exam a center for to hold examinations. So they said, we cannot take in so many students. And then... Um, the next thing was, so they said, ask Puranil Kanta. 
So I asked Warren Gunter and they said, no, we do not take private students. Our students are not taking students. So I was desperate. I had children ready for the exams. They had to sit for the exams. They were registered. So the examination So I wrote to Cambridge University that my students do not have a place to do, sit for the examinations. And Buran Gunter um, says their policy is no private students. So thanks to the Cambridge University who intervened and informed uh, Burnhill County School and British Council that since the understanding when Burnhill County was opened uh, was by the two governments was that it was for Nepali students to provide them with whatever help they needed in education. Ani, they let they said that I they told Burnhill County that you have to let these students sit for the examinations. So that's, you know, my students had a place to go to for examinations, which was a big relief for me. So, Shiroji, later you started something on your own, right? Nepal Academy, Kathmandu Academy, Manira. Yes, yes. When it got, uh, I had more students and it became a very popular place. I got it registered as Kathmandu Academy, which became, I think, surprisingly, very, very famous in Kathmandu. I mean in Nepal, in Singapore, in Hong Kong. For the um, for all the people who were going abroad as diplomats and coming back to Nepal, for all these people it became very famous, So, which I am very proud of. It was so much fun because I had so, such a um, varied group of students. I had Singapore Barako students, I had Barako students, I had Kambara, then I had local students, then I had students from who had studied in India and then couldn't cope over here. So it was that was very interesting. Which made me very sad. Teacher the God Teacher the And the whole world, if you see every great person, every person, like you, me, everyone, who are we? We are who we are because we had teachers. So how can a, such a big task be given such a low position? Like, teacher and which is which is the mentality of the people racer because when I had put out uh, vacancy notices because I needed a couple of teachers for science I think Ani Mirma I had a pile of uh, applications but there was one which a person I'll never forget I don't know who he was his application was um, Notebook when you tear it, you have the serrated edges. This to notebook ma in a pencil application leheko. And it was put in an envelope. On the envelope tale could say the stamp could show ma unsani that strip of paper where you glue you can glue it down. Dilit Firstly, that was so impolite and not done. 
but I still called him and then he comes to the office he looks at me then he must have realized it's a woman he's talking to so then his whole pose changed it was like he got slouched down on the chair put one arm behind the chair and then he sits and then I said um, I said I don't think like you'll be able to teach our class because firstly English and um, I don't since you don't have no understanding of the syllabus which is completely different our syllabus is completely different to what we have in the other institutions he said then I said no I don't think so sir I don't think you can manage it I'm so sorry and then he laughed you know it was like a uh, sort of a scoffing laugh okay? and he says uh, and he's telling me, the English teacher, I do not trust, I did not trust any other teacher, and they were good teachers, to teach English. I used to take the English classes myself. And he says to me, English the paraidimla, a man who can barely you know get a sentence straight. So then I realized this is Look at this social structure. This He's saying this because he's speaking to a woman. But I told him, no, you cannot speak English, so you cannot be an English teacher. Uh, Kathmandu Academy carried on for, for many years. We were in many places at Palaju, and, but we were last at uh, Delhi Bazaar. Beautiful places, beautiful experiences, and we had hundreds and hundreds of students who passed out another thing is, is i always keep popping into somebody who anywhere i go who comes up and says ma'am don't you recognize me i'm so and so which and and then they say oh we have always had we had such a good time in Kathmandu academy and we are so thankful to you and that is all the the prize I need for all those years, and I have this um, uh, this which I used to tell my teachers to, like the the mediocre teacher, he tells. The good teacher explains. The superior teacher uh, demonstrates, but the great teacher inspires. So when you can inspire your students, teaching is done. We've come to sort of the end of the podcast. Antima, do you have any message? listeners or Anything that you would like to add before we end? Um, in the end, I'd like to give um, leave with a message for for two groups of people, people my age women my age and their children. Now, women my age, I'm 68, and I'm sure there are many, many, many of you out there who are my age, older than me, younger than me, but who feel that this is the end of the world. Believe me, this is the time when everything starts. Look at me. Every day I wake up 
when I when I wake up, yeah, I have this um, excitement of what am I going to do today? What am I going to make today? Or I have this project to finish. Now let me see if I can get another design, a new design. Women, mu buri bai, mu abo sok di na. Mero ta abo din sokyo. Sokyo kisai na. Abo ta suru baksa. Suru baksa kiram ne abo kosale air nu parde na. Abo ta aphilai mathe air nu parsa. Ki man parsa. Ki ki logonu man parsa. But at the same time, there is one thing that I must tell you. Hamro age pugya pasi. Dere I've seen dere ladies haru, dere women haru, dere sickness ali, dere problems by rags unza, kena ke ailment unza, kena ke abo mopani diabetic or. I've got high blood blood pressure, diabetic. But that doesn't keep me down. Malay Malay case is some mudena. Euta the diet tobacco control gonos. Control got no man, no cano, melitere sunexo, you no cano, tio no cano, and tio no canoena. Tobacco active was nos. Little bit of exercise. Tio exercise got the heady. Euta the sugar commonsa, pressure commonsa, pain in the joints commonsa, and it brings up the happy chemical, so it makes you happy. Now for the for the younger generation, uh, I've seen it myself. I've seen myself that you make um, that the younger younger generation make the older generation maybe unknowingly you're doing it unknowingly but you start making the older de- generation feel so irrelevant that they don't matter they're ignorant true in our age we did not have the the technology that you have now so you are aware of a lot of things you are you have a knowledge of a lot of things but remember there is one thing you do not have all your parents, your grandparents, they've lived lives. All of them had had have had adventures, had sadness, happiness, troubles, suffering in their life. No, there's no human being who hasn't been through that. And what it has given them is life experience. And you, the young people, with all your technology and all your your knowledge that is one thing you lack and you will not do not have it now however much you might want it you do not have it now you will have when you reach your mother father's age or your grandparents age and uh, it is very sad when i hear um young people you know Supposing somebody was to tell you that. Respect for elders, please. And since I am a very strong uh, follower of Aji's, Aji's group and what they represent, and I myself being an Aji, I'm a grandmother of five grandchildren.
So, I mean, I would hate to see that and I would hate to... I do not like to see it and other happening to other grandparents. And I've seen it the other day. It happened in a shop. I was in a... Uh, I had gone to buy some uh, bread or something and this lady... And she was saying... Uh, she was telling that boy, uh, lady was uh, aged. She wasn't a young woman. The lady lay in the house. She was telling that boy, she was That was shocking to me. Is this what life has become now? Is this what life is all about? I wonder. Thank you so much, Shiruji. Uh, we've now come to the end of the, our podcast. Your podcast, I didn't know interesting life stories. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lorena. It was really good to be here and to talk to you about so many things. Uh, and since uh, I stand for women of my age, I want to leave with a message I'd written in my blog. Each strand of grey hair embodies the tears, heartbreaks, struggles and pain that life threw at you. Each wrinkle is a survival line of life. Each holds a story, a laugh. A memory. Thank you. A big thank you to all our patrons and Nipaso for supporting us. Yaharupani, if you'd like to support and contribute to our work, please visit our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash ajis, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash a-j-i-s. And of course, if you're looking to buy some products made by elderly, you can go to our website, ajisproducts.org, a-j-i-s-products.org. Or if you're listening from the U.S., you can visit our Etsy store, Ajis Products. Antima, please remember to like and subscribe our Facebook page, Instagram and Twitter so that we can stay connected. We are at Aji's Products. Hosta, azukulai itine hami orku episode liye chitene aunison. Until then, stay happy and healthy.